it is uh may 3rd today is the would have been the 90th birthday of the godfather of soul james brown what does that have to do with fantasy baseball really i was going to ask you that right off the top what does that have to do with fantasy baseball nothing except nothing for its again. piece of information that i want to know from you not as music dead because clearly music <laughs> is not dead is the idea of music expanding dead in in case by this one category that I saw, the idea of musical genres um, have expanded year over year. When James Brown first started singing, it was really uh, gospel that led into blues, into soul, into R&B, into everything else. And, and that's a microcosm of music in general. So then what has happened is as a result of genres, they've now introduced what they call subgenres. And subgenres, you know, are referred to as a style of the genre. So it's, you know, instead of blues, it's rhythm and blues. Instead of, you know, uh, country, it's uh, rock country or alternative country or classic country. Now there are over 1,200 different subgenres of music. As music has died, potentially, or at least the idea of a genre, has the genre of a closer died as well? And will we soon see? Maybe not 1,200 subgenres of the idea, but maybe there will be five different relief pitcher types. Is that something that, that makes sense? That's an interesting way to tie that in. Um, let me go back to is music dead? No, I just think we're closer to dead. And so just like just <laughs> like my the gen, just like the generation before us and the generation before that Shit. and the generations before that. You know, uh, your your music that um, when you were going through the worst days of your life, which weren't the worst days of your life, mm -hmm. um, when you were the most impressionable version of yourself, uh, you obviously felt emotional connection to name a band, Green Day or, you know, before that, the Chili Peppers or whatever, who, whoever you were into. Right. And, you know, the gen the generation before us did the same thing with the Beatles and you know, before that, it was James Brown, you know. So I think as you inch closer to the inevitable, um, you get you we start to think that all the good things from our childhood are gone. And there everyone else is just the younger people are looking at us now and saying, yeah, they're just getting old. So, yeah, uh, yeah. same way in baseball, same way in baseball, right? The, it, it, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Front offices were full of ex-managers, ex-players, guys who were in their late 70s. Now front offices are filled with guys who, you know, got cut from their high school baseball team. Nothing, There's nothing wrong with that. It's just things evolve not always for the better, but you can't stop that. You can't stop the evolution of a game or of music or really truly of anything. You know, you just either you're either going with it or you're like you said, old man, get off my lawn type. And uh, I don't think you and I are particularly old man, get off, get off my lawn types. But I definitely think that um, some things pass us by without us even knowing. True. And I guess the reason I even phrase that not as curmudgeonly as may seem is that in the last uh, three, four, five years, my wife and I have seen, I don't know, 
maybe 50 concerts, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think a fair number, like not that I have an idea like, oh, it needs to go to for when it comes to what's popular, hip and or something to see. But the common trend is that everybody we've seen, generally speaking, is a band or an artist or a group that's older than we are. And right. I don't recall seeing someone younger. The, the closest, let's see, the youngest person that we saw was probably, man, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Which he, is not that young. Which but, is not much younger. I mean, he's, no. right. You know, he's not that much younger. Yeah. Great, great show, by the way. But, you know, let's, we'll talk about obviously, you know, getting older and the changing paradigm that is relief pitching. And we will, constantly adapt and adopt or adopt or die adapt or die whatever the phrasing is and that's why it's nice that we get to have these conversations but as you are calling me old and talk about <laughs> my potential you know back issues let's, let's look at some other people who you know maybe are getting there old a little long in the tooth not necessarily in that such negative manner but some news notes around thinly jansen has a little bit of a back issue but I guess Alex Cora said it's not a big deal because he was available out of the pen. Are you concerned at all about Kinley? I mean, let's be careful here, right? Because we're at the the age, you know, we're heading into the ages of our lives where there aren't many major league baseball players, if any, who are older than us. And Kenley Jansen is um, just a tad bit younger. But uh, let's see. How, how do I start my Kenley thing off? You know I'm the ultimate Kenley guy. I've been mm -hmm. saying this for five four five seasons how many seasons mm -hmm. we've been doing this relief pitching thing every year it's the kenley jansen regressions monster to quote right. mike curlin and it never comes it just never comes he's just he's just been so good for so long and i continue to have him on my teams and continue to reap the reap the rewards so but every once in a while you do have to kind of go in and take a deeper look at what's going on with kenley of course the heart condition is priority number one in his life i'm sure mm -hmm. and um Thankfully, so far, not we've not heard this back issue being connected to that, thankfully. Um, a couple of places I go when I look for things, I love to read some of the Fangraphs writers because they really get a chance to get pretty deep into the weeds on things. And Alex Iser of Fangraphs took a look at a couple different pitchers who had some arm angle changes uh, so far this season from last season. And the top arm angle change this year was Kenley Jansen. And mm. Alex pointed out that for number a number one, that this arm angle change led to a slight uptick in his velocity, like about a little more than a mile per hour on the cutter, which is nice. Like to see more velocity that his shoulders are certainly, I mean, he, look at the still frames that Alex has up on fan graphs. His shoulders are 100% more square to home plate. They, his arm angle changed. I don't want to get the numbers wrong, so I'm not going to butcher them. But whatever, however many percentage points of a degree, his arm angle changed more than anybody else. Oh, wow. Could this lead to um, a different feeling in his back and potentially an injury? Maybe. Um, another place I like to look at because these numbers stabilize pretty quickly are the stuff plus numbers. And I use pitch profiler because I just like the drop down menus and the way to separate things out. The cutter, which he throws 79% of the time, his stuff plus has been the best 
it's been all season in his last two outings. And so if he's still getting good stuff plus readings on that pitch, then I'm not, then I'm not really that worried though. This arm angle thing, it could be a thing, uh, you know, something definitely to monitor. Um, and if you want to check that article out, it came out today in Fangraph, So go check out um, Alex's article for sure. Interesting. And, and I, again, you know, like we said, Hey, as Greg pointed out, they did, they intimated to him being available yet. They still gave uh Minkowski two innings. Chris Martin got the hold. Just pay attention. I think we're cautiously optimistic, but it's like you said, at any point, these little things, and it's not going unnoticed. So it's not like we, you know, hey, it was breaking news. We got the little inside scoop that no one else knows that he's battling some injury that right. wasn't announced by the team. It was announced. Um, what also hasn't been announced yet is that Clay Holmes is out as closer in New York. I don't know if that ever will be announced because I don't know if it was ever announced that he was the closer in New York. I think it was more just a, hey, we'll wait and see. Um I so bad wanted to have it ready and I have failed <laughs> as a drop, but I wanted to have the mariachi band in the background because I I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but Ron Marnaccio would definitely make sense for that ninth inning role. I know Michael King is kind of the preemptive next man up. Do I even get remotely excited about the idea of Marnaccio? Ah, man, I want to be excited with you. I, I do. And um, I promise this won't be an entire Stuff Plus show. But while I was looking at Kenley's Stuff Plus and I saw this question about what to make of the Yankees bullpen, I said, let's just take a look at some of the Stuff Plus numbers for each individual pitch, which is really awesome. And, um, well, Michael King has two of the top three pitches in Stuff Plus out of the Yankees bullpen. So there's that, and they are both significantly above league average of a, of a stuff plus of 100. They The reliever stuff plus, if you talk to Eno Saris, it's about 110 is where you should be looking at for the average relief pitcher. Um, King's uh, sinker is at um, 118, and um, he's uh, throwing the uh, breaking pitch, whatever you want to call it sweeper slider mm -hmm. whatever um at a 137 stuff plus wow but all right what's marnacho's marnacho's changeup is the number two pitch in okay. that yankee bullpen at 124 clay home sinker which he throws like 80 percent of the time 104 it's below relief pitching average stuff plus on the season which is which we can tell because of the results so no surprise oh. there so king and marinaccio have the best stuff of the group, hands down, um, in 2023, or at least through April. And so those should be your top two guys you circle as potential ads for Clay Holmes replacement. Yeah, and if you go back to the most recent uh, online championship this past weekend, you're not seeing a good chance. I mean, Michael King was uh, taken in 24. He was bid on in 24 leagues with the max bid of 24. 20 of those 24 bids were unopposed. Nice. So what you're finding is that so many people don't know. They, they don't trust it entirely. It's like, oh, I want to wait another week. Uh, if you got King for 24 or all the way down to the min bid of a dollar, 
there's a, a non-zero sum chance that you made out extremely well. Hmm. The Marinaccio bids were zero this week for the first time, at least wow. from what I recorded. I could have overlooked one as a dollar bid. I typically don't because he's one of the ones that I de definitely usually put down on my list. Hell, I wrote Shelby Miller down <laughs> that he got a bid. So I should, you would think I would get that as well. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's a little, little concerning in New York as far as what to make of that. Not surprising though, concerning but not surprising because Correct. we watched Clay Holmes in yes. 2020. We watched Clay Holmes in 2022, and he was not good for the, but almost you could say let's just say it, the majority of his outings were not spectacular. He had a stretch there where he was lights out, the best, absolute best relief pitcher in the America. I mean, throw Class A in the mix and all that. He was right up there with him. He mm -hmm. was he was lights out every single time he came into the game, and then he got nagged up with a little bit of a you know, tweak here, uh, a little injured tweak and never was the same, never recovered, hasn't recovered now a, a month into the season. And so if, I mean, there's you, ha your confidence level in Clay Holmes has to be at, you know, near low right now. If you're a fantasy baseball player, for sure. Where's your confidence level in the uh, Chicago White Sox bullpen? Uh, well, when we did our sour 16, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. even pick, a Chicago White Sox relief pitcher because the outcome, the most probable outcome was that you weren't going to have enough upside. You weren't going to get enough saves. You weren't going to have enough clarity. Uh, you can never expect an injury, of course, but right. just the, just the track records of the guys who were heading into the season to try to put, replace Liam Hendricks were not the best. And so you know, my recommendation was to avoid the White Sox as best you could. And I did. And going forward, I will, or between now and when Hendricks finally takes the big league mound again, which shouldn't be too far off in the distance, hopefully, I'll be avoiding the Chicago White Sox the same as I did before the season. And nothing has changed in my eyes except for Reynaldo Lopez isn't an option. That's all. All the other guys are all the other guys are just as unproven or poor when they get the opportunity as they were heading into the season. And so you, you're not going to be able to change my mind on this one. I won't. I won't even try because the only the new name to add to the mix is Alex Colome, and I refuse to add any more off of that name. You know how I feel about him, so I will. I will. I will happily move on from Reynaldo Lopez to Reynod Syndrome in Tampa Bay and Pete Fairbanks, who I think we hit that exactly as recovered. Number one, uh, any everybody in the Discord that as soon as that he left the game, looking at his hands, it was it was immediate. We have the best Discord members, I believe, in in this community. Uh, they were spot on with finding an answer. And it was later, um, somewhat later revealed that it was a flare-up of his Raynaud syndrome, which does cause his hands to go numb and lose feeling. And cold weather can um, expedite that process if you went, if you want to call it that. And if you've ever seen a person with Raynaud syndrome, their fingers are white. I mean, white, white. The palms of their hands can be normal and it's kind of creepy looking and it's obviously an issue with trying to grip the ball but pete fairbanks i'm going to say we'll kind of skim through this as far as i'm concerned i'm not worried because of the weather and everything but fantasy triage are you worried at all about this is this a you know i mean should you pivot to jason adam and just in case yeah so for those of you finding us for the first time on our free version we are so thankful that you found us 
And um, you, if you don't know my background, my full-time day job is as an emergency room nurse, and I've definitely seen Raynaud syndrome patients multiple times throughout my career already. Uh, so I may know a thing or two about that. Not really sure. Nate mentioned very briefly, and we could spend an entire episode talking about how amazing the Reliever Recon Discord is, which is just another thing that comes with joining our Patreon, the largest fantasy baseball Patreon community and the best, obviously, in the business. Um, and if you're catching this free portion of our podcast, uh, just know that with your membership comes that Discord um, and if you want to hear our entire episode, the rest of this, and some more information on Raynaud Syndrome, Pete Fairbanks, and a whole lot of other things, you want to come over and join us at www.patreon.com slash reliever recon. And for literal nothingness, basically, the cost of, I, I run out of things to say, but you can't get really anything per month for what you can get reliever recon for per month. And um, so head on over, you get all the podcasts, you get the Discord, you get Greg's closer charts, you get Bullpen Guru's daily streaming relievers, you get the power rankings, you get Nate's souls, you get Eric's Eric Samolsky's award-winning videos, you get a twice-a-week points column, you get coffee with closers, you get daily updated bullpen situations, you got links to usage, you Whatever there is, I mean, you can, I've been here now, we've been here now for two years. I'm still finding new things that we put up on or that Greg puts up on his closer charts and how to use those. And so um, if you want to hear the rest of this episode and you want all that and more, come on over to patreon.com slash reliever recon and we will see you there.